What is up, Internet? You are part of a Rebel Alliance and a traitor. This is the only podcast about movies. My name is Matthew Kroll. And I'm Shahir Dowd. And with us for our fourth special Star Wars episode is television producer extraordinaire and wonderful human being, Jessica Tucker. Jessica. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. Hey, thanks, thanks for being, for being here. here. I just want to point out first off that of every guest we've had, I think you brought an entire notebook full of notes. That's right. Like, she's like prepared. She filled this whole notebook. I did. I took I took a lot of notes just because this was all so new to me. Uh, well, well, this is why we're having you here. So tell you tell us tell us because this is the special audience. Reason. There's a and reason. We're really excited. We're about really this. excited. Jess is here. <laughs> why 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 are we so excited? You're so excited yeah. because as of 10 days ago, I saw my first Star Wars movie. Yay! Oh my God. I had never seen them before. Have you never seen like, I mean, you know what Star Wars is. Yes. But have you seen like the, you know, the, the, the cartoons, the, 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 um, you know, uh, Caravan of Courage, the Ewok adventures, anything like that? No, nothing. And actually, I think whenever Matt asked me (laughs) if I had seen Star Wars, my reply was, I've seen Spaceballs. Oh, that's that's an awesome, great Mr. Baldwin said that. Greg Bolden had the same same response. I mean, what did you think about Star Wars before? Like, what did you know of Star Wars before you watched the film? So my knowledge of Star Wars before I watched the film was... One, I knew that Darth Vader was Luke's father because that was oh, what every. Spoiler alert. Yeah, <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> we're not on Empire yet, no. Jess. Oh no, <laughs> because that was what every boy in middle school would repeat: "Was Luke, I am your father." And uh, so I, yeah, I knew yeah. that part. And then is that how you were wooed? <laughs> and did it work? Yeah, did it, it never worked for me. Yeah, <laughs> not quite. Uh, <laughs> but I did really get into Spaceballs, and it was one of those movies that I saw over and over again. And yeah. so, yeah, I I guess I felt like I knew a little bit about Star Wars because I had seen yeah that. Um, but my I think what I thought of Star Wars before was very confusing because I thought that it was. For, like it seemed like it was for kids and they had all of these like very like bargain bin masks and it <laughs> yeah. seemed very silly. <laughs> no. And then if I tried to watch it, I was so confused because all of the, like they had a, like all of the political speak and then I would see this really cool uh villain Darth Vader and then he would be with like all of these like military people and I was like well that bad guy should just as a kid I'm like that bad guy should just be with like other bad guys what's he doing with all these military people oh my god okay all right well this I think we're gonna have a really good discussion and so Kroll yes we, we are continuing this is part of the ongoing No, saga. I know. Well, you know what we haven't done yet? And if people, if you haven't figured out that we're talking about A New Hope today, then there's no hope for you. Uh, we just didn't say it yet, so I wanted to say it. Today's podcast will be the only podcast ever about Star Wars Episode Four: A Little New known Hope. known film. Nobody's seen it. No one's seen it. No um, one's talked about it. Yeah, I mean, so, oh, you, you, but you were trying to get me to do the crawl. Well... Yeah, I do want you to do the crawl before before we get to the crawl. The crawl, crawl. Have you heard the crawl, crawl? You heard the crawl, crawl. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I love the crawl, crawl. It's epic. Um, I wanted to just shout out to uh, anyone emailing us in. We got an email from uh, a fan. Yeah, yeah! <laughs> we made it. We did it, guys. Yeah. First fan email. I don't know. Fan, first email from someone that we we don't know. And for all you fans that have thought about emailing. James Allen, who did email and wrote us a very, very nice email, he got himself some movie tickets. That's I'm right. Just saying, Remember those movie he, tickets we've been promising you for, for five months if you wrote us an email? Yeah. 
You yeah, know what? James he got, got him. him. He got him. And it's funny. Um, <laughs> some of you might have. I just kind of want to call out the whole thing about it, too. Some of you <laughs> might have heard the um, Revenge of the Sith podcast where uh, I, this was all my fault, accidentally left in about a 10 minute chunk of me uh, going <laughs> yeah. to let in another guest for another podcast. The jinx. Uh, the, yeah. And, and our, our buddy who emailed us in uh, called us out uh, and said it was the best bathroom break since uh, the jinx. Because I think I got really creepy towards the end. Like, towards the end, I was like, I think I can. <laughs> so if you didn't hear the podcast, that's what I was saying. I get super creepy off off mic. We have since replaced it because you know, just we don't know exactly who's listening. We should, maybe we should George Lucas this up and we go did. back and re-release. No, it. we did. We did George Lucas it up. We went and we're like, oh, we don't like the original. Let's let's spice it up a little bit. But so, uh, thank you very much to James for emailing us. And it was a very nice email. Um, we appreciate that you're out. That people are out there. We know we can see you listening to us. We have number counter. We numbers. Um, so if you do want to email, email us in, it's at onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com. We have a Twitter uh, site at onlymoviepod and uh, we have a Facebook page as well. So check us out there, get in touch and now, on with the show. Oh god, here we go. <laughs> Episode 4, A New Hope! It is a period of civil war. Rebel spaceships, striking from a hidden base, have won their first victory against the evil Galactic Empire. During the battle, rebel spies managed to steal secret plans for the Empire's ultimate weapon, the Death Star, an armored space station with enough power to destroy an entire planet. Pursued by the Empire's sinister agents, Princess Leia races home aboard her starship, custodian to the stolen plans that can save her people and restore freedom to the galaxy. There we go. <laughs> wow. I did it. I but did it's, it. It's such a weird title to open your film on, especially like, it, like remembering that this is an entirely new property back then. Like something, you know, like the, the thing that's weird about that opening crawl, it, the crawl crawl, is that a big thing has happened before the movie has even begun. You know, like, and, it, and that big thing is the, 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 the battle and the plan the stealing. Bla- all that yeah, stuff. yeah, which is going to be the subject of Rogue One, one of the star- the new Star Wars offshoot great, movies. Great, And So you know, it's it's just a strange way to start a new property. Well, what I and 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 mm. then I, I want to get Jess's take mm. on it too. But when I watched this this time, because I've seen this a trillion times, <laughs> after I very I've never actually watched the prequels and then these like in chronological yeah. order, and. It hit me like how different feeling this crawl felt. Like, yes, you're absolutely right. There's a ton of stuff beforehand. Yeah. But it's kind of just set up everything I needed to know to just get into, not necessarily like big action, but like the story in general. I was like, oh, okay, this is where I'm at. Where when episode one, two, and three, even when there was movies before it, I was like, wait, what the? Because <laughs> a lot of those had like between two and three, there was like, Oh, uh, the evil Lord Count Dooku or like General yeah. Grievous. I'm like, who the fuck are these yeah. people? This one doesn't drop any names other than the princess. I, I would argue it does drop, I think, uh, a story spoiler that could have been best reserved in the film. Like the fact that the Death Star can destroy a planet, I think would have been a better reveal in the film. Maybe. Sure. You know? But but, yeah, but but yeah, uh, Jess, you were you were saying something before about uh, about your assignment with this movie. So my assignment was to watch the original 1977 version. Of- Did we say that? Is that like impossible? <laughs> to- well, no, no. I, when I told Jess about it, I I, I said the, the original 1997 version because I wanted to make sure, like, for someone who doesn't know anything about Star Wars, if I said, "Oh, watch the first Star Wars movie," she'd be like, uh, "What Phantom?" Yeah, right. yeah, and I actually did get. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I got it." The one where uh, he says that I'm your father, and, and I said, no. Like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> so, okay, so 
I, while I was home uh, for Thanksgiving recently, I talked to my older brother mm -hmm. uh, to see, first of all, why we never watched this right. as kids, because I grew up in a house where we did watch a lot of this, this genre and action films. And I feel like I saw everything else that was very similar to this. And I saw all the Terminators and like Back to the Future mm -hmm. and things like that. And so I was like, why didn't we never watch Star Wars? And I was, I felt like so betrayed whenever he had, <laughs> he had like- Did the, he hide it from you? Did he, did he reserve it only for him and not for you? I thought that he did because <laughs> he handed me whenever I told him I needed to watch it, the whole master collection. Oh, he'd been hoarding it? And I was like, what are you doing? Like, how, how come you never show these to me? And he was like, well, I didn't get into it until it was um, revamped yeah. and, uh, right. and remade. And so he was like, so to be fair, like I, w I wasn't into it whenever we were kids, but it was so confusing to me because I was like, why? Why did we watch everything else and not this? And he was like, well, to me, it was really more not a space story, but it was a story that what is like any other story and it just took place in space. And so right, it was right. like, well, it's not really about space. And so he wasn't too interested in it right. as a kid. Well, that's a, the, you know, one of the things we've been asking everyone that comes on the show is like what, how they came to Star Wars. Now, you're unique in that because mm -hmm. you came to Star Wars because Matt Kroll told you to. I was like, hey, Jess, <laughs> you heard um, of this little film? Yeah. Um, but, but you mentioned like Terminator, Back to the Future, that sort of thing that you'd watch with your brother. What were, like, if you, if you weren't into, did, did you, did you want to watch Star Wars when you were younger and just never got around to it or? I think the bits that I saw on TV, because it, mm. it, replayed so many times on TV. And so I, I would see like little portions, but we always just changed the channel because I think that it almost felt like two separate movies to me is because I was aware of like the fun times that Luke and Leia and Han Solo, I, I was aware that they were having a great time and it seemed like they were very funny and that felt more like something I could get into as a kid. But then the minute that it changed into like, Darth Vader. The Darth Vader <laughs> stuff. I was like, well, this almost feels like separate. And then it was very confusing. So I was like, then the Spaceballs movie just gets everything right. So what, what you mentioned Spaceballs, what were the movies you were into when you were younger? Like what were, instead of Star Wars, which was, and now uh, just back, backstory for, for Kroll and I, Star Wars was not my jam mm -hmm. and still isn't. Um, I was more Back to the Future, Terminator. Oddly, uh, Masters of the Universe, which is the the worst Star Wars ripoff, worse than Spaceballs. I mean, uh, Spaceballs is great, but Masters by of the Boo, I mean yay, because I love that movie. Yeah, I love. Mm -hmm. I actually love Masters of the Universe as well, but it's not a good movie. Yes. Uh, and so, so what were you into when you were like gr growing up? Okay, so by day, I would say whenever I had opportunities. To Are we watch talking like a Catwoman kind of situation here? By day, it was like something, and by night, it was yeah. like something else. Well, kind of, <laughs> because well, I'm like classic middle child too, in which it's like, okay, I'll do whatever everyone else wants to. I'm, 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 I'm in between two boys. Like right. I have an older brother and a younger brother. And then I didn't get my little sister until 13 years later. And yeah. so we didn't get to watch girl movies together. Yeah. Um, whenever we were growing up. And so I, it was like, I'll watch what everyone else wants to watch while we're together. And then whenever I'm alone, that's when I watch my Disney movies. Gotcha. And so I would I, like Beauty and the Beast. Like I, I was into all of like those sort of like cartoons and, and things like that. And, then by night, whenever I would watch movies <laughs> with my brother and my dad, um, and then later my little brother, it was Back to the Future, Indiana Jones. Right. All of the, they were also into martial arts. And so every single Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Bloodsport? 
I saw Bloodsport more (laughs) times than I care to admit. Like, I think I even, I was doing a quiz one time about the movie that I think I saw the most as a kid. And I was like, I think it's Bloodsport. Bloodsport. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So so which did you kind of, like, would, now that you're, you know, now that you're grown, which would you kind of gravitate towards more if you were like picking a movie for yourself? Would you go towards the Disney or would you go more towards, would you try out the Blood Sports or the, the Back to the Future? Blood Sport 2. Oh, but see, it's it shaped so much of my taste because I really like both. Yeah. I, I like both kinds of movies. I love any any kind of action movie that comes out. I want to see it. All of the Marvel movies I'm really into right now. Shahir, you're outnumbered. I, uh, <laughs> for those who don't know, I hate fun. I've loaded, <laughs> I have loaded, I've loaded the panel today. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I love all of that. And it's funny because I tell people, cause it's a very curious taste that I have. Um, especially in, in the age that I grew up that I wouldn't watch just like more like, more female centric movies. And there's a lot of me like clueless. I never saw oh, wow. things like that. And, um, I all, I always go back to whenever I asked my older brother to read me bedtime stories, he pulled out Michael Crichton novels. Oh, nice. And so <laughs> got a little Jurassic That's Park. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. So that shaped a lot of my taste. I all think. Right. In, okay. In film. Okay. Right. Well, <clears throat> so let's just jump right into right after the crow. Uh, <laughs> Some a couple fun things I noticed, and I I I'm, I really w- enjoyed going back and watching this critically for the first time in my life. Like I've always seen it, and I know every scene, but like I'm just sort of like you know just going along for the ride. Three little things I noticed right in the beginning: uh, models using models for spaceships, super fucking cool looking. It works so much better, doesn't it? And I don't know. And I was wondering, wh- like when you see um, when you see Leia's ship being chased by the star destroyer. Uh, and it, I mean, the, the the composition of that shot's amazing because it tells you everything you need to know. The yeah. Star Destroyer is huge and above and dominant and the thing, little things running away. But like, does it look so cool now to me because I'm so used to seeing CG nonsense on the screen that this has become novel? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or does it just look that cool? I, I think that shot is has somewhat it is so iconic in cinema that when you watch it again it is kind of a thing it, it is kind of a beauty to behold yeah because it's so simple you know there's no you know like if we compare it to um revenge of the siths uh opening sh- you know single take yada, there's a lot yada, of junk yada. going on yeah you know like this is so simple so elegant tells you so much and it's and it's a bold way you got to remember this is the first image that anyone saw of star wars yeah. there mm-hmm. there'd be no existing star wars before that so it's a really I, I i do think it's an iconic image so two two other things i noticed real quick and uh the the second one which is much much less uh the rebels helmets are stupid <laughs> uh, and the third thing I noticed, and I never kind of realized this Wait, before. Wait, you're talking about the fact that the rebel bonks his head? It, no, 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 no. I'm talking the rebel the have this, these yeah. weird like half shell helmets. They, they look like they're doing like a electro cycle race. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, and the third thing I noticed was the first words we hear and the most words we hear for the, from the beginning is from C-3PO. I never kind of realized that he yeah. was sort of like your gateway into the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you you have this experience between C-3PO and R2-D2. It's these kind of weirdly rich conversations throughout the movie and even in the beginning, but they're all one-sided because R2 just beeps. Mm-hmm. And I every time, when I watched it, I was like, how am I like, I'm like, this seems like a real thing to me and it's not like at all. So I don't know what magic they pulled there, but like, I don't know. That just, mm-hmm. that hit me as like an actual so good moment. Like, 
So, Jace, if if was this the first time we'd seen C three PO and R two D two, like in action? Have yes. you ever seen them before? I, I it was the first time I'd seen them in action, and actually, in a lot of my notes, whenever I was writing their names, I wrote beep up, beep up, R two R two three R two D two, and then like R three PO. I got them so mixed up, and so actually, what I was going to tell you is what I did is I watched all of four. Mm-hmm. And then wait, all four? No, she I, watched I, all, all of A New Hope. Oh, all, all of okay. the, the movie we're doing the only podcast about. <laughs> right, right, right. Got it, got it, got it, got it. I watched it, and I, I've actually, I've actually watched it twice. I've huh. pretty much submerged myself. You have done in this the world. most homework than any. <laughs> <point> yes, <laughs> yes. If we had gold stars, yeah, you'd be getting them. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, well, that's what, when you invite a producer on the show. Yeah, right. <laughs> You've done your homework. Nice. Uh, so, yeah. So I watched it, and then. I, I watched four, and then I watched one, two, three. Oh, boy. And then I watched four again, and it yeah. was a very oh. different experience watching it the yeah. second time. Yeah. And I picked up on so many things that I missed. And a big part of that was in that very, the very, it starts with C3PO and R2D2. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And to me, this movie overall is really about friendship. And I love mm-hmm. that it starts with these two buddies. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. That have been through some shit. Like yeah. they're they're this is not like a new sort of thing. But, but I, I I guess you know like of the your two experiences watching this movie. I think I'm I'm most interested in your first experience mm-hmm. where you're kind of like because I'm trying to, I'm trying to think about what it must have been like for an audience in 1977, like going to this movie. Like it's not like now where you're kind of primed with all this advertising sure. and that sort of thing. And it, there's a lot of advertising now. You know, like in 1977, you would have sat down and be like, "Oh, there's this movie playing Star Wars. I haven't heard of it before. It's some space thing." So I'm like, "What was your experience when you watched it for the first time, seeing C-3PO? You know, like who are these people? What is this thing going on? Because it drops you right in the middle of a battle." Right. You know, like, how did you, you know, how did you feel about it then? I, I thought that, it, I think that it looks really good. And I do like the very practical sets. Like, I mm. think that that stands out to me whenever I watch movies. I, it makes such a difference. And I think that is part of what makes it hold up. Um, I think whenever I watched it the first time, I felt like, it was good. I wasn't charmed by all of the tricks and all of the um, the flashiness of like the the, sure. the space drama. What I really liked was I felt like when I first watched it, Luke was really annoying. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yes. And I didn't like him. And yeah. then the more I, as I watched it, I, my first reaction was this isn't bad. Yeah. Like this isn't. It's, right. It's a thing that yeah. I'll not hate. And I'm not super into like really old movies like this because it's. You know, it, it is dated. Yeah, it is. Yeah, old. and and it looks dated. And but at the same time, it was like the more I thought about the character of Luke, the more I really liked him. And then I really liked what this movie was about. And I liked that it's about friendship. And I like, um, if I can go ahead and jump to the yeah. very end, I like whenever they're all standing there together. And it's like, oh wow, the gang's all here. And it's like <laughs> they sort of form this like Scooby Doo gang. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Well, that that was that was something that uh, again, I guess I never noticed. It's weird how your emotional tastes change yeah. and it's interesting that you found you that was sort of what you gravitated towards now being all you know the ages that we are because when i was a kid i didn't really think about that i didn't think about like something i noticed and we'll be jumping around mm-hmm. constantly but like something i noticed even with the weird sort of like um uh it's a little bit in the other movies too but like the the quote love triangle between leia luke and han like no matter what's happening we'll talk about it in a little bit but like they always remain cordial and friendly mm. it's never like it's never like luke's pissed off at han or yeah. leia's mad at luke like it's just i mean even in the in empire he even says i'll get out of the way 
uh, uh, and, Jedi, and, Jedi. and Jedi. But yeah. like, yeah, so there's a whole, it's, it's just like, there's this weird thing. And like, after they're through the shit in some of the, in later parts of this movie, like you can tell they really like, like each other. And it, that's something that's hard to pull up. Like in the prequels, I, I can't think of anyone in that set that looked like they liked each other. Yeah, no, like, it doesn't seem like anyone's having a good time. No. And, and this was just like these three actors, kind of new, right? Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher weren't in a bunch of shit before no, this. Han, Han and, Solo wasn't Indiana Jones. At, uh, I mean, no, no, this was, this was. I thought this was his first movie. Yeah. Harrison Ford's yeah, first movie. Uh, well, I don't think it was his first movie, but it was oh. like, it was his first movie. Because wasn't role. there like a story like he was a carpenter on a set yeah. and they like, took him off or something? I don't know. Um, But yeah, no, you could tell these people really like each other and that and that played through with the script that was written and which again George Lucas wrote this script I know and it's so good <laughs> so so let me tell you about my experience here which is that uh and I've said this on a previous podcast as well that uh I, I watched Star Wars as a kid I wasn't a huge fan you know I kind of like it, it's something we sure. watched I remember having Caravan of Courage and uh, the Battle for Indoor on VHS and I probably watched those a little bit more right um those are the cartoons uh, no, no, there were there were feature TV TV movies about the Ewoks. Oh, okay, <laughs> um, got you. And um, you know, but I was more into Back to the Future, Terminator, um, you know, those kinds of things. And as and I watched it um, when they re-released the films as as a slight, uh, well, not slightly, very pretentious film student. And I don't think I've ever outgrown that. No, and, um, no, but that's why you're here. <laughs> and uh, and I really didn't enjoy it that time. Like I was like, this is a bad movie. I don't. I'm not sure what the hype is about for this thing. And maybe it's just me being a contrarian. Um, I watched it over Christmas uh, this year because we we set up a projector at my apartment. And so we were kind of like, we want to see big movies. And I was I was like, oh, indifferent to it. You know, like it was like, oh, yeah, you know, that's a movie. Mm -hmm. But Matt, I think you cracked the code. Because making me watch the prequels... <laughs> <laughs> and then watch this made me love this movie to such a degree. I was like, "Oh my god, this is so good!" And I think I think that's that's the way you prime someone like me wow. to watch it. You, okay, you, you make my expectations so low hey. by oh, watching man. the prequels. I I was so bummed by watching the prequels. Really? Oh, I I hated almost every yeah. minute about it and that's that's like six hours of movie right there yeah it's long and then so when i watched this i was like holy shit this is fun this is so exciting it's like everyone's having a good time uh i i do think there are like story problems and and i think there are things that i i think could be worked on but you know the thing that got me so excited was like man george lucas Dude, you rock. Like, it made me want to go back and watch a THX 1118. It made me want to go back and watch American Graffiti. I was like, you know, like everything about this seemed so good yeah. compared to compared to the prequels. Now, I don't know if that's just me, be, you know, like just bouncing off that experience. And like I say, there are things that I, I think are problematic. But then again, the world building to me was so impressive. The, 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 you know, just dropping you in the middle of this battle, mm -hmm. starting with these two droids who aren't the main characters. Yeah. Um, or are they? Or are they? <laughs> um, you know, I, that's what was so exciting to me. And then I, and then I think the thing that's amazing about this film, unlike the prequels, it really, oddly, it really reminds me of when we were talking about Mad Max Fury Road. Which is that this is a film where like action drives story, you know, like things are happening that are telling, you know, that that are that are, get, you know, like the the the. Are you saying the action has consequences? Is that what the, you're saying? Or? No, I'm, I'm saying that the we're not. 
the prequels are really um, uh, loaded with exposition. People are standing around telling you what's about to happen mm-hmm. or telling you about something that's happening. Right. Whereas this is a film where stuff is happening and we're learning about like the world as those things are happening. And anytime a character is actually just sitting around and talking or there's like groups of them just sort of sitting around and talking, it's not like they might drop one piece of plot information in there, yeah. but it's a conversation between characters. Yeah. Like it's it's a personal sort of thing, either if you're talking about like when Obi-Wan, Luke and Han and everyone's on the Millennium Falcon for the first time and he's like training and everything like yeah. that. Like you're learning things about what Han Solo thinks about this fucking force thing. Yeah. Yeah. And like all this stuff, like it's never like it's all the scenes in the prequels is like Mace Windu and Yoda floating or walking down a hallway and giving you techno babble about the problems in the Senate. And yeah. if you're like, okay, yeah. like, I don't care. Oh, can I just tell yeah. you? I okay, so this is going to be an unpopular opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I loved the prequel. Oh, oh I did. Shit. I loved. Okay, <laughs> so whenever I watched uh, A New Hope the first time, right? I thought, apart from thinking. A, Luke is whiny and then changing my mind about how I feel about him later. Yeah, because he grows. Yeah, he does kind of grow on you um, because I like what he represents. Like bacteria. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like bacteria. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I also remember thinking Darth Vader is the most interesting character in this film and I can't even see his face. Right. And so yeah. I, wanted, I wanted to know what made, that was so interesting to me is what makes him bad mm-hmm. like right, what yeah. happened to this guy that he became evil and he's not completely he's not the absolute worst have you just real quick four. yeah before you continue have you did you watch all six now or just up to you watch I'm up to five okay cool okay okay I haven't seen six just want to make sure before we before Please. we continue on I'll keep I'll keep Jedi spoilers to a minimum for you then yeah. <laughs> uh Okay, no, continue, sorry. Okay, so whenever I go back and I watch the prequels, Mm -hmm. I was watching it with the purpose of finding out, I wanted to know what made Anakin become Darth Vader. And did you know that's sort of what the prequels were about before you watched the I, prequels? I did have a, an idea that okay. the prequels were about how he became yeah, bad. And right. so I, I was like into that. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, I, I love stuff like, I love, I don't like horror movies whenever you don't know why that person is doing what they're doing. And then if it's just like gory for no reason, like you don't really care about that. But whenever you have like a villain and you know why they're a villain and their purpose, then it, that to me is interesting. And so I was very, very interested in that character. And I sat in the tension for six hours uh, of, and it was so exciting. Did you exciting. call it tension? I, I would call it something else, but. <laughs> I, I stood in the tension for six hours of what just shape. Just mucking it up on your feet, like just, just getting grossed with it. <laughs> of how this inherently good person became bad. And, and he had essentially the same material that Luke had, but the way that he told his story was so different because the voices that spoke to Anakin were very, very different than the voices that Luke had. Right. Luke had friends. Yeah. He had family. Everyone hates Anakin. Everyone <laughs> is so awful to Anakin. And can I tell you too, I think the worst character in this entire franchise is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh. Every <laughs> single time he spoke, I was just so mad. Why? And eye rolls. Because if, if you would replace every single line of what he said to Anakin with, I'm better than you, I'm smart, <laughs> you're dumb, you're stupid, you're too f- slow, I'm fast. Interesting. It yeah. wouldn't have changed anything in the story. Hmm. And they 
kept remarking to Anakin and at the council, because I don't like any of the Jedi really except for Yoda. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because Yoda to me is the only one that in the world of like the the good part of the force. Charming I am. Yeah, he's so charming. He's, cute. Uh, he's the only one that I felt like pursued like the character of like the good part of the force and everyone else was pursuing the attributes and they wanted the power and it was all about you're powerful and I'm more powerful and I'm going to be this and the, uh, Anakin has so much potential for power and power, power, power. And Yoda, was, I feel like was only really the only like wise one, obviously, and mm -hmm. that's why he's Yoda. Um, but whenever they meet Anakin, they say to him, you suck. You suck. <laughs> you suck. You're too old. There's always, there's, there's, I, this is like for, a for lesson. Some, this yeah. is a lesson for everyone. Is you're too old. You're, you're too, you're too old to start training. You're too young to be a master. And it's like, when is the right age? Yeah. When is the right are, age? To... These are really good points. Yeah. I'm not gonna I, lie. I, think, I think you're getting the best out of the prequels. Like, well, like, well, yeah, I have more. Okay. Yeah. okay. So whenever they say to him, you have whenever he's standing in front of the council and, and, and they're like, there's a lot of fear in you. And if you think of fear in terms of like being inadequate, which mm. is more of like the religious take on it, which is what they're all about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because he does feel inadequate because everyone's telling him he, he sucks. grew up a slave. Like this kid grew up a slave, and everyone's telling him he sucks. And the one guy that like even stuck his neck out for him died. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved Liam Neeson's character. And <laughs> and and oddly, like Qui Gon doesn't talk to Anakin the way. Obi-Wan talks to Luke like throughout the rest of the, you know, yeah. in the in the original oh, trilogy. Cuz Obi-Wan is such a troll. <laughs> oh my Anakin. god. He's such a troll and he's so mean and you know, I wish you guys could I wish the audience could see your reaction right now. You're oh, really yeah. angry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, let me tell you. I, <laughs> I think there's nothing extraordinary about a character who loves what everyone else loves and hates what everyone else hates and only goes by the rules. And what would have made Obi-Wan Kenobi an extraordinary character is if he would have loved Luke and taken care of Luke whenever everyone else said, you suck. Yeah. That would have made Anakin. him... I mean, yeah. I mean yeah. Anakin, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. That would have made him an extraordinary character. And even... Whenever I watched four again, I was like, ah, oh, there's Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> and, then, and, and then he even is the ultimate troll in that he waits until Luke is watching to let Darth Vader yeah. kill him. <laughs> and, then, and it's almost like, hey, Darth, like your son is going to hate you now yeah. because he just saw you kill me. And I, every single thing that he does. And then I watched five and I was like, this guy comes back as a ghost. I yeah. can't get rid of him. Everything, everything this, the, out the of The whole mouth. trilogy should be re retitled The Dickishness of Obi-Wan. Oh, the worst. <laughs> that is hilarious. That's amazing. Uh, I, I think you have... I think you're you you've gotten the best out of the prequels. That uh, <laughs> well, and and like the way you're describing the prequels, it makes, makes them, them sound, sound interesting. It makes them sound great. Like, and this is the this is the really sort of crazy part. So maybe maybe <laughs> maybe, uh, like maybe Lucas. <laughs> I don't know because I'm not saying he pulled it off. But I, but I could see him sort of thinking in the way that you're I, thinking. I think I think he the way he intended the prequels to play out or what it, you're describing is exactly oh. how you receive. I also think, and this might be a little bit stretching it. I kind of think Lucas feels like he's Anakin. That everyone tells him he sucks. That, well, yeah, <laughs> because guess what? Everyone tells him he sucks after the first one. Oh uh, yeah, and I, then he becomes sort of evil. <laughs> <laughs> that he makes yeah. weird, crappy movies. No, but the it's it's very nice to sort of get someone who who 
obviously has not been engrossed in this their entire lives to sort of get a fresh take on it because that is that's what I feel like they wanted these movies to be. Yeah, and you managed to somehow see through all the nonsense yeah. that made them weird and yeah. ugh, and you like, got like, to the core of what they what the feeling of them was probably like, meant like to the be. way you've described it. I think is the is is the most is the best way to describe what those prequels are trying to do. Like I couldn't I can't get quite past Anakin uh, the the performances in that film. I you know, I think they're across the board bad. I think the films oh. are generally really boring. I think they're they're pretty uh like like there's a tactile quality to a new hope, you know, like with real sets and with you know like I, I think the entire original trilogy has this like physical quality to it right. that is so good that the prequels don't have and like really drives me nuts. And not to knock us off this conversation, we should get back to we should get back to a new hope. Yeah. Because that's where we're at and we're already yeah. <laughs> we're already like 30 minutes in we're like and the spaceship came. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so <laughs> let's just keep moving. So a lot of classic stuff happens on here. Oh, we were talking about Vader. You were talking about sort of your sort of you thought he was the most interesting character. He I think he is the most interesting Vader, character. Vader, it's funny cuz in, in again being sort of engrossed in this entire thing my entire life. Mm. I thought the prequels kind of neutered Vader, but again, when I watched them originally, I don't think I had the emotional comprehension to describe, to feel or go through what you what you just described. Uh, and then I always go back. It's kind of interesting. You always kind of go back to your mindset, unless you really try, of like the first time you saw a film, that's what a film is to you. Um, Vader, to me, in, and it was so interesting when I watched this one again, like in my head, whenever I talk about it, I was like, oh, the prequels neutered Vader, and now he's not, not even scary anymore. And like when I saw him sort of march in and do the force choke and pick up the fucking dude and throw him mm. into the, I was just like, oh, Vader, okay. Yeah. I, like, I was back on the Vader fear train. Right. Uh, and he he's a scary motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah, he's, he's, he's an interesting character, and I think... Um, I read some interview with Lucas where he talked about how how they wanted his entire trajectory of a Vader had always been we want to like show the worst possible human being and then reveal to you his motivations to at the end of the series, which is what they do. Mm -hmm. And I like that as well. I, I think there is uh, a slight problem structurally in this film, but I, I think the original trilogy all every film has a has a structural problem, but it's but 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 the storytelling is so good and if and the performances are so good and the writing's so good that it doesn't matter. And the the structural problem in this film is that the film doesn't really get going until they're um trapped on the Death Star. You know, like it, it doesn't uh, on the uh, are they trapped on the Death Star or the battleship? Like uh, uh, on the Death Star, right? It's on the Death Star where they, you know, like the the trash compactor thing and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, that is the Death yeah. Star. I I think like like you pointed out, Luke is whiny and irritating, and we're not too sure why we're with him at this point. Mm -hmm. You know, and we don't know who Obi Wan is or Old Ben Kenobi is. So so the you know we we're kind of like we we get sucked into this world with this princess who's talking about this like plans for the Death Star mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden we're on tattoo you know we're on Tatooine and we're following this new kid and these droids around and th there is some tension built up there because of because we know that the plans for the Death Star are on that droid but but it is kind of like when is this film going to get but going? I love it but I, no like this yeah. is the thing I think it does work yeah. you know because it is you know like Unlike the prequels, the there there is world building going on here, and it's kind of interesting. It just sure. takes a little while for this film to get going, mm -hmm. but when it gets going, it's great. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, the so just going back to sort of the trajectory of the movie, like you know, Leia puts the plans on R two. They get jettisoned for some reason. They don't shoot the escape pod because what you know plot. And then uh, they land and they go through. And I like that they sort of get separated and then they're back together. And it's just sort of little mini adventures for these two characters. You're like, oh, are we going to be following these guys around for the whole time? Like, because yeah. again, going in going in cold. Did you think that like, oh, these are who we're going to be? What like, what did you think about them? You thought they were going to be like the main people, sort of, or do you knew enough to know differently? I I knew enough to know that they were all sort of going to ultimately be together. Yeah. And I like, they did like little duos at mm-hmm. first and it was R2-D2 mm-hmm. and C-3PO and then it's Luke and Ben and Han and che- Chewie. Chewie. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I liked, I liked that we got to see them interact in these different combinations and sort of like grow together. Yeah. It, and bond. In, in a lot of ways, and, and I'm just sort of putting this together as we're speaking about it, but in a lot of ways, Star Wars does with its main characters, not only does it feel like everyone sort of likes everyone that sort of hangs out with one another, but also it does a thing throughout these three movies and this one in particular where it puts them in little groups that sort of like TV kind of does like the serialized TV that we know, we've been watching like episodes of different sort of like uh, maybe some of the more comic booky stuff, but like yeah. arrow or any of that sort of shit, like or Buffy even mm-hmm. in that sort of situation. Like you have this group of, you have this trough of characters that you really like. Yeah. Well, let's see what happens when, when put- we put Leia and Chewie together on cloud city, or let's see what happens when we put, you know, like Obi-Wan. Yeah. So it's like, you get to have these little different yeah. experiences and it kind of builds the whole, the whole personalities of everyone more. Yeah. Uh, and the prequels again, kind of didn't really do that. Yeah. yeah. And it brings them to get, you understand at the end that they're all friends and yeah. they, there's so much hugging too. Yeah. There's a know? lot of hugging. They, yeah. they like, they celebrate each mm-hmm. other. Well, here's an interesting question um, that I think is, it's not problematic, but it's an it's it's something that this film does that is re- that I think is really fascinating, which is that who for you guys is the main character? I mean, after seeing it, Luke is the main character. It, going into it cold, I kind of would sort of think C three PO and and R two D two are the main characters. I right. mean, oh, good point. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Jess? I think I think same. I yeah. think because it starts with those two. And those two, to me, I try to think of myself as a kid. Those would have been the two that I would have identified. Mm-hmm. I would have placed myself in that group, right. in that duo of friends. Yeah. But, the, but you're talking about a middle yellow man and a I, and a little beeping well, robot. R two R two is the perfect kids thing. Yeah, exactly. uh, they tried it with Jar Jar. They tried it kind of with the Ewoks. The Ewoks worked enough, but like uh, the I'm talking about for kids. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but R two is perfect because since he only beeps and uh-huh. since he's kind of a troublemaker and he's smarter than everyone thinks he is and he's just like he gets shit done. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what you can sort of imprint on as a kid, like in a weird sort yeah. of way. You have this custodial figure in C-3PO and I'm doing the stupid arm movement yeah. in the studio yeah. I just realized um, and like sort of being best friends and sort of being the logical more like reasonable person but then you have this like let's do what I, like let's go over here like I got this we like sort yeah. of character that's not even vocal you just feel it because the, the way they actually kind of did the beeps and things yeah it, to me it's interesting that Luke is the you know the film kind of uh, the central fulcrum of the film is around Luke you know like around him like accepting that uh, his capacity to use the force is where the film kind of hinges mm-hmm. its entire conclusion on. And I think that's that's interesting if you look at it from the, the trajectory of the entire trilogy. But but to me, the thing that m- saves the film is Han. You know, like, I'm, I'm really compelled by Han. Well, you see, that's the and, thing. And, yeah. and he is like, he does do kind of, 
some of the more heroic things in the air. But then the the other thing that I find really interesting is like ultimately the narrative is driven by Princess Leia, but she's not the main character, which I find really weird because the most horrific thing happens to her and it is of almost no consequence in right. the film. So, and, and, and I find that really strong. You know, like, like it's to me it's... And I'm I'm always kind of thinking a little bit about this 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 thing in like you know Western cinema, which is the white savior, and it's kind of like Luke is the you know like this film is is more interested in Luke's capacity to use the Force rather than Leia's destruction of of her entire civilization yes. and planet. Yes, and you know and like and I find it. I'm not saying that it doesn't work. Like I, I, you know, like we need that character. You know, it, and if you look at Joseph Campbell's work. Um, you know the 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 hero's journey. It kind of follows that same trajectory somewhat, even though I think it it sort of veers off slightly. Um, but it is interesting to me that like I think you could make you could restructure this film to have Han be the main character. You could restructure it to have Leah be the main character. You could restructure it to have Luke. I mean, it is. I think it sort of makes Luke the main character, but in the weirdest sort of way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I just think that's a that's it's. It's a bold choice, Cotton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, and I think that's why I say it's about friendship because it's really about all of them. Yeah, and the way they come together. Well, right. yeah. well the reason Luke works as a main character, and I, I, he almost doesn't, in my opinion, but he does sort of make it work by the end, is because of the other two mains that you sort of talked about. Han Solo is the guy that you're not relating to, but you want to be that guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's just this cavalier, fucking awesome space pilot. Well, I just, and and Leah, Leah, it sucks because apparently she's the only woman in the galaxy, but yeah. she's the one that experiences the most tragedy, and we do sort of breeze by it. Yeah, it's I, just like it's I almost had that, inconsequential. I know we're sort of jumping ahead, uh, and we'll sort of jump all around, I guess, at this point. But like that moment where that she there's pressuring her on the Death Star to give up the Rebel base. And she kind of does, but you find out later that she really doesn't. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Grand Moff Tarkin decides to uh, shoot and destroy Alderaan, her home planet, anyway. Yeah. Uh, that moment is so... And it, I, I kind of get what they were going for, but I wish they gave it more gravity because uh, the, the the idea was the Death Star is so powerful, this means nothing to us. Like, yeah. And I get that sort of like, oh, yeah, beep, like, like but, a button but push. Leah is the one but who's she's like... she's the one... She should be more, in my opinion, especially sort of later on, uh, kind of upset. Yeah, and it's the next time we see her is either I can't remember, but it's either when they get that little droid to pump her full of drugs, like the the little droid with the needle that flies out, yeah. or when Luke goes in dressed as a stormtrooper, and she goes, "You're a little short for a stormtrooper." It's a great line, yeah. but shouldn't she be like fucking going nuts? Yeah, like. I mean, her you, family has been killed. Yeah. You know, like oh. everyone she knows is is dead. The whole reason she's fighting this war is gone. Is gone. Yeah. You could say the same thing about Luke too, because all this, so much bad happens to him. His aunt and uncle die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When he's gone, so he couldn't yeah. even do anything about yeah. it. Yeah, and and then later Obi Wan dies. Which, yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> we know how you feel about Obi Wan. Obi Wan. Great. Yeah. But uh, same thing is he just immediately bounces back and it, and just rises above and goes on to the next challenge. And I never actually noticed that until you just pointed that out, but, but Leia does that too. And I think that that, that, that is the difference though, between these movie those movies and then the prequels is because Anakin doesn't have that. He yeah. doesn't, yeah. He, Anakin, Luke uh, has someone, every single time someone dies, go say to him, 
there's nothing you could have done. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. 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 Whereas Anakin, it's like, it's your fault. Yeah. It's your fault. <laughs> it's the opposite of Goodwill Hunting. If only you were faster. <laughs> yeah. Or more powerful. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> Yeah, so but but I think your point that that the thing the the reason the film is successful is that is that Han is such a compelling character, Leah is such a compelling mm-hmm. character, Luke is such a compelling character that that even the 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 failings of the of the film to like make each individual one of them, you know, central for each of us is is counteracted by the fact that the film brings them all together. Right. And and puts them all together and we enjoy seeing them together. And and I and the you know, unlike the the prequels, the the performances are so charming. People are so They're engaging, earnest. Yeah. engaging to mm-hmm. watch that that it's hard not to like them, you know? Like and it's right. such a, it's such a simple case of good casting. And it's so funny cuz you it you it's not like the rigidness of an acting and actors in a scene have no place here like the whole when Darth Vader's in the room full of the the um the military heads yeah. of the empire and they're like just debating all their shit like uh you know we're now the ultimate power in the universe like that yeah. sort of shit and like that like it's a good counterbalance like not like you like any of those characters but then you don't mind and you think it's kind of cool and scary when Vader fucking force chokes someone yeah uh, which which is his only management tool by the way that's all he does <laughs> if he's promoting someone he kills the person whose job it was and then moves on I was thinking about like management structures inside the empire I was like what is your motivational factor to like climb stay in the empire because I don't think like you do shitty thing I think like, you get you get you get, <laughs> you get promoted by default by the force choking the dude above you yeah but like what's in it for you you know like there's that great conversation i think it's in uh, in clerks about like uh employment on the death star oh yeah you know like and i'm like i and watching the trilogy again i was like uh, what why why are people in the empire well th- i mean one thing that star Wars, and again not every movie needs to do this because there's no time and it doesn't need to like it doesn't hurt this so much but it's interesting thought like if you think about the body count on this movie like it's not like okay a whole planet good then the death star which basically has an entire planet on it yeah uh and and it can't all be military like there have to be construction work. that's the conversation yeah, the with clerks, clerks yeah. like m- construction workers their families <laughs> like it's not just, <laughs> it's like there's people there yeah um but i i digress uh but, but all we care about is obi-wan dying <laughs> Right, right. I mean, that's how it sort of that sets you up. Dick. Um, <laughs> that guy. And it's so funny. Uh, the 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 lightsaber battle is so bad. Oh, I didn't the, mind it. The gentle, Honestly, the gentle poking. Wait, Jess, Jess, when you watch this the first time, are you like, this is what we're excited about lightsabers for? <laughs> what yeah, <were> you- <laughs> I was just like, they're barely even moving. Those, those things must be so heavy because they're moving them so slow. <laughs> it, you know what? I, I actually didn't mind it. Like, it didn't bother me because I thought the 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 scene was so loaded with with dramatic stakes between these two characters that it didn't matter that, you know, like the, the fighting wasn't that good. And it was so short and quick that it didn't really bother me. I would have liked some moves, man. Like no, because because to me the thing about the prequels is the prequels has the exact opposite of what we're just the talking Empire. about. Empire, Luke versus Vader and Empire, and we'll get to that later in another episode. That fucking fight is amazing. Yeah, it's cool, but again, I just think it's and I'm not well, looking for I'm not looking for old Obi Wan to be doing flips and yeah, bullshit. Yeah, I'm I'm just looking for a little more than what Jess was saying, like pokes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like have something behind the back. Have something like a lunge forward. There's no like. What's we- what's weird to me, and just maybe you can like see how you feel about this battle after watching the prequels again, is that I feel like the prequels don't give this battle any additional weight. 
Like I, I, I didn't feel like, oh shit, it's a, it's the showdown, you know, from the, from the first three movies between Obi-Wan and, and Anakin again, you know, like this. And, you know, like, even though they sort of talk about it, it doesn't feel that way. I don't know. Like, was that well, not the, not the way well, you, the way I was interpreting the, the fight scenes between Luke and Darth Vader specifically were Darth doesn't really want to kill him because that's his yeah. kid. And he's yeah. just trying to like teach him a lesson yeah. or like get him in a position where he can talk to him. Um, but with Obi-Wan. But with Obi-Wan, I, I was just like, well, I guess Darth doesn't have his hands or legs. And Obi-Wan is <laughs> And Obi-Wan was the now. one that did right. that to I mean, him. There's, yeah. there's some story excuses we can make for it. But... But but there's so much... This is what, going back for the, the prequels thing, and I think this is where there's sort of a disconnect. There's so much fucking hate in that fight on the lava planet in yeah. Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, so to have them see each other again for the first time... Yeah. They both don't have any, I mean, obviously Vader's in a mask, but like Obi-Wan is just sort of like, oh. I'm here. And he yeah. like, because he, he's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and because he's just waiting, oh he's just I waiting for his this. moment to pass into divinity because that's all he's ever dreamed of uh. was dying and becoming the force. Oh, uh. he is like the ultimate death preacher or something oh. like it's that. It's amazing. He's, I love this interpretation. Yeah. I think this it's is very awesome. good. Oh, uh, I get so worked. I like stood up when I saw him again in five. I was like, he's back. I, th I think we should I think we should print t-shirts saying fuck Obi-Wan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I like my Qui-Gon slogan I came up with. Oh yeah. Qui-Gon Qui only gives a fuck about what Qui-Gon gives a fuck about. No, I, I like this better. I like fuck Obi-Wan. <laughs> what a dick. Uh, um, so let's, I know we're jumping around, but I want to talk a little bit more about Han and obviously, um, I don't want to go too much into this, but the whole uh, Greedo shooting first nonsense. Didn't, but, didn't care. Don't care. Um, Do you care? Do you well, care? let's, let's no. sort of back no. up. Let's sort of back up. <laughs> Jess, when you watched this movie, you said your brother had the whole collection. Was the collection you watched of, of A New Hope the updated version with it the CG? Was. Okay. So, the the first time I noticed it really in this in this time I, I, I watched was when they're looking at the pod, when the pod with C-3PO and R2-D2 crashes down on, on Tatooine and they're already gone. And there used to just be a scene of like three stormtroopers in the desert and one going, look, sir, droids. Yeah, yeah now uh, it's got the- Now it's got fucking CG monster fucking things they're riding and shit. And I was like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like there's lots of moments where they add all this bullshit that I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. There's moments that are great. I think driving into Mos Eisley or uh, with the new CG Mos Eisley, yeah, yeah, like, and I'm not. This is what I, I I wrote it in the notes. It's like when they use it to to put small things in scenes or show wide shots, yeah. it's great. But when they just have a big CG piece of shit walk in front of the already decent action, yeah, like that's the worst thing you can do. And um, there was one moment. It was, I think it might've been during the, these aren't the droids we're looking for that yeah. whole thing. Yeah. And there's a creature in front of the camera, right? No, or, no, but no, that, that was right before it. And I was, that's when I was like, Oh Jesus Christ. But in that, in that scene, a little thing, a little bit blurry in the background, there's a little floaty droid, like right. a new CG floaty droid. Yeah. And that to me, I was like, that's great. Like just mm -hmm. throw, throw these tiny things in there. You don't need to fucking put God, I'll get into that in Jedi. Jedi is a fucking nightmare when it comes to the extra shit they added. But the the it's so that that experience and of course Han shooting first or at the same time they sort of gone back and forth to it. Yeah. Um, what, what people, is, can you like quickly elaborate? Because I I don't give a shit. But like why? Okay. Why the reason care? people liked the like that so much about Han was that. He's supposed to be a scoundrel. He's supposed to be kind of morally ambiguous, and he's out for him. And it's so funny because everyone's like, uh, the people that like, or Lucas was like, well, it makes him kind of evil if he's just killing this guy in cold blood at the table. Greedo 
tells him he's going to kill him, take his money, then kill him. Like he's already threatened his life. Mm -hmm. So in that opinion, he's fine. Like he, he is bounty hunter nonsense. It's a scummy world. Most obviously is a, is a scary place. <laughs> and it was always such a fucking just, I mean, again, from a little kid, badass, not thinking about what death actually means standpoint. It's like, yeah, well I bet you have. And he yeah. shoots him. And the, what the shittiest part about it was when they tried to make Greedo shoot first, they did the shitty CG move. Of, of Han, he kind of like bounces, like they just cut him out, roto him, and like move him. Yeah. And it was now they have him shoot at the same time, but it makes Greedo seem like no threat whatsoever because Shahir and I are sitting about maybe two feet from each other, and that's about as far as they were sitting. And if he's got a gun on Solo, he's the worst <laughs> bounty hunter the worst the ever. So they kind of neuter Han Solo's sort of like cavalier, like I'm a badass and you can't fucking touch me attitude, and they neuter any threat that that scene had because it's Greedos can't fucking hit the barn broadside of a barn. <laughs> See, I mean, to me, uh, the, the, the who shot Han first thing, you know, and it's funny if you ever watch an interview with um, Harry Harrison Ford and he's like, oh, he doesn't give a shit. He just, he's like, why the fuck do I care? Yeah. And I think the thing, it, it comes back to like one of the things we talked about, I think in the first episode, which is the, the whole Star Wars universe. The reason why people love it is that there's so much they can read into it. And there's so much discussion and, mm -hmm. and there's so much side, um, you know, like so much interpretation of what's actually happening sure. beyond the text that, and I think that's, you know, like the fanboyishness of Star Wars is more important than the films themselves. Now, that's to say, that's not to say, rewatching it, I certainly enjoyed the original trilogy a whole lot more. Yes, um, this time, and I could certainly, and I could certainly watch it and go, I can see why people are really into this. Mm -hmm. But I still think the thing, the reason why people are into Star Wars is is that they can have these like conversations about sure. this. And I have like a big thing about uh, about Empire Strikes Back that we're going to get into in right. the next episode. Okay. But like, do you, I mean, like, do, do, does any of that side stuff like interest you at all, Jess? The, the side stuff in terms of the- Like Han shooting first, oh, how no, Jabba's- not at all. See, I only care about the heart of these. Right. That was the only, there was, I haven't, in all of the marketing that's been done my entire life, this, these things have been around the entire time I've been alive. Been alive. Yeah. yeah. And so, and I've never been charmed by any of it, but what- got me and what has gotten me into this whole universe and what has made me care is like the the timeliness of like the morality and and the emotional part of it right um and i love too if you notice with with anakin and then into darth yeah i'm so obviously we should have had you <laughs> i know right obviously yeah. team anakin yeah is that he's got this slave mentality his entire life and he literally from the from his time he's a child until he is Darth Vader, he calls people master. He right. still calls people master yeah. when he's Darth still, Vader. He's still like, yeah. And and I thought it was really interesting that they made him create C-3PO because if you listen to the language that C-3PO uses, he speaks like a slave too. Yeah. And he, he's says Jesus. there's a moment whenever they're, whenever they're walking through the desert, he and R2-D2, where he's just like, well, I guess this is just our lot in life. Yeah. Like, uh, like yeah. everything's just so awful. And and so I thought that it was interesting that he was created by this little slave kid is because that is how he It's odd that it's odd interacts. to me that Darth completely forgets about C three the fact that he built C three. Like does he Does he ever see him? I feel like he walks past him. I feel or? like but think about it. Think about the toys you had when you were a little kid, yeah. especially like if the toys was, that you built on your own using your engineering skills. 
But he built a ton, <laughs> he built a ton of shit. He yeah. built a pod racer. He built a whatever. But like, and, and I think droids, especially with all the shit that Anakin has had to deal with his entire life, are pretty commonplace. Yeah. And you see the protocol droids everywhere. They're just sort of different colors and things. Mm-hmm. So, and actually, he never put plating on C-3PO. Right. Actually, I think I just figured it out. So he that could be any droid because yeah. they all have different plating. Uh, yeah. I still f- I find it odd that that Obi-Wan doesn't recognize C-3PO. Like he does, Obi-Wan is like who yeah, Obi-Wan does, doesn't care. But yeah, but he's like he he went on like he battled an entire he had an entire clone war with with uh, R2D2. Who saved his life. Who many saved his times. life so many times. And he's like, I don't remember yeah, ever who having the fuck a, are you? a yeah. robot. <laughs> what I like, if I if I saved you from cross like if imagine if I pulled you uh, like a car's about to hit you, Matt, and I saved you and like thirty years down the line you're like, Who the fuck is this guy? It's just another reason why he should <laughs> why Obi Wan's right, a dick. Right, right, right. Well, I, I'm I like, so on board on team like, like Obi Wan's a dick. I like how they erase three PO's mind after yeah. three but, after, not R2 but not R2. But not R2. Because they're like, hey, he, can't, he just beeps. Yeah, nobody cares. Like, it was like, he seemed like R2-D2 has, has been through the entire- He knows course. everything. He knows everything about everyone. And he doesn't like tell anyone about anything. I was like, <laughs> maybe R2's a dick as well. Um, what did you think of the extra Jabba scene with Han? Oh, I, well, I noticed it whenever I watched it again that he says to Jabba when he- When he's leaving? When he's leaving, he says, you're, you're a good human being. You're a, you're a wonderful human being. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He says that because there was originally an actor to the, the, that shot has an actor, a big fat dude playing Jabba the Hutt. A Jabba the oh. Hutt wasn't always a big slug thing. And when they cut it out of the first movie, but he kept it in because it's fu- it's funny. It is and funny. that's something that Han Solo would say to yeah. a big slug Jabba the Hutt. I, I mean, I think the, the tr- you know, like to me as a VFX person as well, like there was an interesting discussion about how to get Han from one side of Jabba to the steps other side. on his tail. And so he steps on his tail and they cross over. And it's and like watching it, it's handled kind of like... Again, it looks like a bad roto job, but yeah, but it's rudimentary. You know, it's like yeah. the early days of roto. This is 1999 when yeah. they actually did this. Um, so it, I'm kind of more interested in like, but I think it's an elegant solution to like the problem of one take where Han is on the left side and Han is on the right. I was side. always so psyched about this. I was like, any more of Han Solo, and if you throw a job of the hut in there, I'm totally cool. I, the scene itself, I think, I think it helps for. L- I think it helps set up for Empire, yeah. so it is actually a good addition. Yeah, it's not needed for this film, but it's it's a nice. It's doing it's marvelizing. Uh, yeah, what you know, throwing an extra seat in there that we don't particularly need, but it'll set up the next movie. Yeah. So, um, let's see what else. Oh wow, we're whoa, guys, we're hit an hour already. <laughs> we got a little, we got a little bit more to talk about. Uh, so stay stay on board, folks at home. Um, well, Jess, let's because your your opinion is honestly more important than mine or she hears at this more point. Interesting, yeah, because yeah, you've you've, you've, had, you've kind of opened up my brain to a lot of different ways to think about this. And she hears right; we should have had you on for the fucking prequels. Um, <laughs> uh, maybe we wouldn't have been so mean. So, in this movie, like, what were there any particular moments uh, that that resonated with you, or that that was like? I know you said like the end when they're sort of all together, but like mm-hmm. um, even before that, like. Maybe when they were all in the Millennium Falcon, or they were trying to anything on the Death Star, or or even the Death Star like attack run. Like, is there anything that sort of like jumped out, and you're like, oh, this is why this is special? Um, I particularly the the scene where they jump into the sewage, like the, the oh trash yeah container. garbage, yeah yeah, and so and the foam the the, oh, the foam only garbage smasher, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're all like they're all cursing each other, and they're also like angry, and like you're this and you're that. Three PO, and then yeah, and then there's all this panic, and there's all this there's all this like emotion, and 
And then in that, like in that huge mess, like literally in that huge mess, <laughs> they all bond. And at the yeah, end, it's they, do, fun. they hug. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I love like, I, I think just from a writing point of view, it's like that that great, where they have the celebration and then you cut to see 3 go. It's like, oh no, no I was yeah. too late. Yeah, I was too late. You that know, like, was that's, great. I just think that, like, that's that's the stuff that's missing from the prequels. There's also a fa- just fantastic moments of, of, of in dialogue that don't, that it, it makes the world, it's so funny that more filmmakers and more script writers don't realize this. Just have a casual line here or there that people would naturally say. In like that Hans. situation, what, oh, well, well, oh, I was going to say when Han's like, how are you doing? You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, obviously the, the talk when Han is in, when they break into the, uh, the, the detention center to get Leia and they shoot the same camera nine times. Have you noticed that? Like when they're like, and there's three different like cameras, like close-ups of camera shooting, and they reuse three shots three oh, times even, each. I didn't even notice. It's hilarious. But um, yeah, everything's fine here. How are you? That's great. But also when they, in the trash compactor, when they're like, yeah, and they finally realize, 3PO realizes whatever. It's like, 3PO, we're in section 39. For, where are we? Yeah. Like that little moment of like, how people would actually like, yeah, talk. How people actually talk, yeah. Is amazing. There was a couple, oh, I, I, I want to see if I can find it, but there were so many moments of just like. They call each other names a lot too, which I think is funny because. Yeah, Nerf Herder comes out in the yeah. second film, right? <laughs> Scruffy looking Nerf Herder. Yeah. But uh, no, yeah, it's, 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 it, there's a, a, a genuine affection for each other. Whereas mm-hmm. like in the prequels, Obi-Wan and Anakin are supposed to have this affection. They talk mm-hmm. about all these, wow. these, these adventures that they've been on, but it, it never feels real. Uh, and again, I mean, it's, it's weird because I, uh, I know growing up, <laughs> my mother always talked about like, I, I this is so weird, but like, you know how everyone has a list, you know, the list of what the people you can have sex with. <laughs> okay. Oh, 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 you mean you mean in a relationship? In a relationship oh, you're yeah. to, There's like yeah. your five if you yeah. run into say yeah. fucking whoever. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure Harrison did, Ford was like the only oh. person on my mom's. List. I was gonna say, what does this have to do with your mom? <laughs> I think she like anytime like there was a Harrison Ford film, like it was like he was the one, and, mm-hmm. I was, and so I was like, so whenever I watch Star Wars, I'm just thinking about like Harrison Ford, and my mom. It's <laughs> just like, which is weird, but I'm like, ah, uh, yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, I get it. Yeah, I see it. I would yeah. crush on him before yeah. I would crush on Luke. Yeah, Luke's a douche. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, you're like you kind of like you watch it and you go, yeah, he's just a he's just a charming so cool. dude. Well, he's and, such a cool dude. Yeah, and just the the, the line. Sorry, the, going back to the the line I was talking about when when they sell uh, Luke's speeder, which by the way, that speeder is one of the coolest practical effects in the entire movie when they're on Tatooine and Luke's hover car thing. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, and they sell it. Yeah, they yeah. sell it. The, uh, they're selling it and whatever. And Luke has a small throwaway line to Obi Wan. He says, "Ever since the XP thirty eight came out they just aren't in demand and it's like that doesn't fucking matter but it's one of those things that you just say after selling something for a low price like those moments make these movies feel so much more real with their puppets and their models and their bullshit than any of the pre like it just felt like an actual lived in world to me he reacts yeah Yeah. he reacts there's another line later on in the film that, and I'm listening to a series of podcasts, which are really good. They're, they're critical analysis of Star Wars. Uh, it's called Star Wonks, <laughs> uh, Star Wars and Story. They're very, very good. Um, so podcast listeners, even though we're the only podcast. Yeah, no, movies, no, let's be clear. We <laughs> are the only podcast talking about Star Wars episode four, New Hope. <laughs> yeah, but if if you were to search on Google, I, I hear there's this other podcast. Oh, no, there's lies. Good. And you please feel free to check out the lies for yourself. <laughs> but it's uh, but shout out to those guys. They're very good. Yes. Um, uh, and they took uh, the the author of those podcasts talks uh, about the line later on, which is related to the line you just mentioned about the X-38, which is that uh, when they're talking about the trying to shoot 
shoot into the Death Star exhaust system. He's like, well, you know, and everyone's like, this is impossible. impossible. It's impossible. And like Luke is like chimes. I was like, no, it's not. Yeah. I used to I used to blast womp rats. Bullseye womp rats. Bullseye womp rats. They're not much t- bigger than two meters. On my T sixteen. Now the reason that <laughs> now the reason that line is problematic is that is that the whole film hinges upon how difficult that thing is. And Luke just chimes in and like, eh, ain't yeah, no thing. Well, yeah, fine. I also have a theory. Luke is like a millennial. Like he, <laughs> he, is, he is. He doesn't he doesn't subscribe to counterculture because he's just like, I'll just change it. It's so yeah. fucking oh, amazing. We'll just, we'll just uh, get this iPhone. Uh, Jess, I love your like, brain. R2D2 yeah. over yeah. here and I'll just uh, fix it. It's amazing. Yeah, I'll just do whatever. He, yeah, Luke is a dick as well. <laughs> Luke is kind of a tool. Um, and, and it's weird that, yeah, oh. again, again, you know, like, where does Leia, you know, like everything should be invested in Leia destroying the Death Star, but she's nowhere to be seen. She's in. been the command center. Well, there's, I, as yeah. we talk about the others, Leia has a weird arc of herself. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, like she should be the one most invested in destroying right. the Death but Star. But she's also not a pilot. So if the, if the final battle is in X-Wings flying at the Death Star, then she doesn't really have much to do. But it's a, okay, so this is this is kind of where I get like really problematic with the whole original trilogy. And, I, you know, again, it works, but I'm kind of curious about it, is this idea that, you know, that Yoda says, no, there isn't, there will be another. And it's like- but That's and, not till later. And the other is Leia, but Leia doesn't have any of the abilities of Luke. She can talk to him telepathically, kind of. Yeah. Oh yeah. They, you know, but yeah. like she But she's also never been trained at all. Neither has Luke and Luke picks up a fucking lightsaber and knows what to do with no, it. No, he right doesn't. Away. Obi-Wan teaches him when he's when he holds like, it for the first time, he's like holding it like a flashlight, mm-hmm. and then when they're on the fucking Millennium Falcon, he's getting blasted but by no, a, but no one thinks to train Leia with anything. They're like, ah, she's a girl. She's, she's, she's no yeah, well, I mean that kind yeah. of what it treated the film kind of treats it like. I take it as she's the backup when if Luke fucks up. Yeah, but I don't know. I think I think that you could, you know, there's a thing by watching a film that's set in another time. It's like it's like forgiving Gone with the Wind for its like blase treatment of slavery. Yeah, it's like you can kind, of, you sort of have to forgive 1977 Star Wars for right. treating a girl like a girl. Yeah, right. but at the same time, you sort of have to watch it now and go, yes, you know, you're enough. kind of being a dick about, you know, like if Leia is really Luke's equal, the film doesn't really treat her like that. Yeah, and you know, and again, she has the most at stake in this whole adventure. And we don't really give a shit. Right. Yeah, I, fair think, enough. I think it goes with the theme of the characters are only capable of achieving what has been like poured into them by other characters. And right. if no one ever like nurtures that part of her, yeah. then it's not going to bloom. Yeah. But, 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 but people, but like Obi-Wan knows it. Like Obi-Wan is the one that put her out there and he doesn't. Obi-Wan. Like... <laughs> Wait, are they ever together? In, in Star Wars? No, they're not. They never see each other in, in four, but five, she sends him a message. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, she sends him the message, and it's not like he goes, "Oh, she, you know, she has as much metachlorides." No, 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 as, no. But he looks. No, I will say this: he does look at that thing, and he's got that like he, he's got that. Okay, now act like you're figuring something out. Face on his like. Uh, so, I just get that. And again, you know, like this comes back to the the big question that I asked in I think it was in uh, our Attack of the Clones podcast, which is like, if you're gonna hide someone from Anakin Skywalker. Why would you send them back to his home planet and, and call, and call him know, Luke Skywalker? Yeah. And then, and then, like Obi Wan being a dick like he is, uh. like hangs out to watch over Luke Skywalker, but you know, fucking forget about Leia. Well, they're Le- going to rescue Leia. Were they? 
They they're go- all going to rest. That's why they're going to the fucking Death Star is to rescue. No, but Leia. I'm saying like he 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 basically stays to watch over Luke. But like you know, fuck Leia. She's she's fine on Alderaan because she, she was. They they what's his name? The father dude. They like Jimmy had Smith. A, Jimmy yeah. Smith. Yeah, yeah, they had a they but had a how conversation. How bad was that? Well, again, Obi Wan is really bad at picking parents for these kids because wow. they both fucking get slaughtered. I mean, is that his fault? Like, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm on Jess's sort of kick about Obi Wan being a dick, but I don't think he's being like, a ne- like neglectful. He's not these kids' parents. I just think that Leia could have been taught how to use the Force sure. because apparently she has as much metachlorines as like as Luke, as but Luke like was. nobody gives a shit because she's Fair a girl. Enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. And what it, and like just you know like a political question what is Leia the princess of if Alderaan, Alderaan. Been, if if Alderaan is being nothing. destroyed nothing so she's when, the princess of nothing she's the princess of nothing but they start calling her oh there's one time in one of these movies uh, I think it's an empire three uh, PO calls her mistress Leia mm-hmm. and then they uh, I think the only people that call her princess after that is um is Han and he does it in like a sort of jokey yeah. way oh because yeah. he's antagonizing her yeah yeah, yeah. your royal your worshipness your yeah, yeah. yeah 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 uh. So, and I think she's kind of more general, like they, they might call her general, uh, no, they, maybe they don't. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we're going off I just, track. I'm still fascinated because, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah. what you pulled uh, about Obi-Wan is such a, it's, it's such so a good. Gold, great gold nugget. I want to see what else you got. Oh, yes. oh, we, we have about, we have about five more minutes before yeah. we got to wrap up. So I want to yeah. hear, I want to hear thoughts. Well, I even wrote down a quote from Obi-Wan to Darth Vader. He <laughs> says, if you strike me down, I will become more powerful than you imagine. And then he waits for Luke like is watching for <laughs> to kill him. And I'm just like, I, of course you would say that. Because that has been everything that you've ever told Anakin is I, I'm more powerful than you. I'm better than you. Yeah. And so, of course, those are his Even when words. you kill me, I'm going to be more powerful than you. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's got a death wish. Yeah. Oh, you know what else he does that bothers me is in the very end, whenever Luke is, is, is they're trying to kill the, the shoot down the Death Star, uh, and Obi Wan speaks to Luke. Mm-hmm. He says, "Use the force." Use Luke. the force. Use, and I even listened to it again because I was <laughs> waiting for him to say, "Trust the force." And he doesn't say, "Trust the force." He goes, "Trust in me." And I was like, "You what? <laughs> wow! <laughs> Differentiating to use the force. So you're not implying that you are a are one with the force. You're saying trust in me. So but even in death, that? even in death, yeah. it's all about Obi Wan. It's yeah. all about." Obi-Wan. It's weird. It's weird because like um, if you compare Luke's training and this happens in Empire as well to like Anakin's training. Anakin was like trained for years and like Obi-Wan trains Luke for like a day oh, and yeah. then he's like use the force. You you know what you're doing, right? Yeah, just uh, just uh, get the lights. Yeah, it's also, do we really want a montage in this film? I'll go back. I'll fight back on that <laughs> little thing. Well, that, we don't need that. <laughs> I'm just saying it, it falls into your theory which is Obi-Wan's a dead. Yeah, that was all that Anakin <laughs> wanted to be was a Master Jedi and, and Obi-Wan's like no, no, no. And then <laughs> To be Luke, fair, everyone's like, no, no, yeah. no. Yeah. And then Luke is, true. And Luke is like, they get they get the message from Leia, and Obi-Wan's like, well, gotta be a Jedi now. Come <laughs> on. It's you and me. Yeah. I'm too old for this. I'm too old for this, but it's gotta be you. And it's again, it's like, why not Leia? Why not Leia? Why not train Leia? Why not train both of them to be Jedi? Maybe because one's named Skywalker and he needed a little more protection. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, so we got to wrap this up because we are getting over, but this is fucking super interesting. Jess, I want to get in as many tidbits from you as possible. What, yeah, any yeah. final thoughts? I mean, yeah, let's do like an over. Do you have a final thought section in your nine pages of a, notes? I, I think we should publish this. <laughs> we should. We should put it on. We should scan it and yeah. put it on the website. Yeah. Um, I Well, uh, an over overarching mm-hmm. sort of like theme here is I love the idea of, I, I watched an interview, like a three minute interview with George Lucas and he was like, the reason I did this is 
because I wanted to create a world that wasn't contemporary in which people could understand how we live our lives and not bicker about like all of the little things that are, you know, specific to us. And it's interesting, the legacy and the, the themes of tradition that are in the movie and that also it affects our lives. You know, it's like it's there are lessons in these things and and there's sort of like a legacy of the movie that I feel like also does what they're doing inside the movie. And I thought that that was really cool. Yeah. Um, I also had one and this is like kind of out of left field. Yep. Um, but this is, I thought this was really interesting is in the third prequel, um, the, the big bad Sith. What's his name? Uh, 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 Did count, not count, Dooku? General, General Grievous. General Grievous. Oh, he General. wasn't a Sith though. Oh, he was. Okay. No, he was just like a weird but he trained, hybrid droid. He trained in the ways of this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dooku taught him. Yeah. Okay. So that guy says to Anakin that there is a way when he's trying to oh, tell no, him. Oh, no, you're talking about well, the Emperor. You're yeah, talking about Luke. Palpatine. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Okay. So he's telling Luke whenever, um, or I mean, he's telling Anakin when Anakin's trying to figure out a way to save girlfriend. Padme. Padme. Oh, I think I know where you're going with this. Oh, okay. I think I know where you're going with this, and this is brilliant. Uh, <laughs> if it is. He <laughs> says, I hope that it's this. Yeah. <laughs> it might be. Uh, he, he says to him that there's a way to save life by using the dark side of the force, and that there's also a way to create life. Yeah. And because there you're left with the question of how did Anakin happen because he didn't have a father and if there's a if what this guy is saying emperor is saying is that there's a way to manifest um the mitochondria uh, mitochondrians mitochondrians <laughs> mitochondria are real mitochondrians <laughs> are not <laughs> mitochondrians into life and if that's done by a bad like a like the dark mm-hmm. side of the force then nothing is inherently bad because otherwise because Anakin was born good so the force, I think, is inherently good, and it is the people that betray the character of the force that make things bad, and that what is in the people is what corrupts. And I think that that is a story and a lesson that they were trying to yeah. t- tell us. And so I was like, that's also, it, it gave me a reason to understand why Anakin wouldn't have had a father is if he was manifested from some evil... That's a, I, I never then, thought about that. And then was that. born good. Yeah, yeah. I never thought about that. And that's really interesting. And I, I wish, I wish the prequels had kind of gotten into that. The thing I was thinking about was the 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 Senator Palpatine says something along the lines of, uh, "You can use the dark side of the Force to cheat death," mm-hmm. and and that's eventually what Obi Wan and and Qui Gon do. And I was like, "Oh, so are they on the dark?" Yeah, you know, like Qui Gon and Obi Wan are dicks. Um, but, but no, I think that have you got any other, fi- like, like, well, I mean, okay. So just, just uh, apart from overall nuggets, mm-hmm. um, what do you want to watch the rest of the films now? Are you kind of into the star Wars universe now? Yeah. Okay. So I've got really, really gotten into it. Like I, I binge, I, my DVR is full of TV shows I've neglected because I've only been watching star Wars. Amazing. Oh, really? And, yeah. And so I watched, yeah, I watched four and then I waited a couple days cause I really wanted to like think about Simmer. it. Yeah. yeah, and I also thought too. I was like, well, I'm kind of altering my assignment if I go back and watch it. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And so, uh, but then I was like, I have to know. I have to know why Darth Vader got bad. And so, and then I watched five. Yeah. Last night, and then now I have six to look forward to, and I'm definitely going to go see the new one that's yeah. coming out. I'm mm-hmm. super excited. Yeah. Well, seven. What, briefly, what do you think about uh, five? Five. Um, I guess the most jarring thing for me was Puppet Yoda. 
Right. Because he was so silly. And he's so <laughs> I love silly Yoda. I love silly Yoda. I, I think I enjoyed y- Yoda in five more than anything. I, I like it because he's playing a character. Yeah. Yeah. And he and I, I love that they're like away from everyone and sort of yeah. like a swamp together. Um I liked that. And then I was again in this tension whenever Luke and Darth Vader are face to face, because I I actually didn't remember it correctly. I I think the way that people repeat the I am your father line is much more dark and sinister sounding, and mm-hmm. then the way he says it, he's like, "I am your father." Yeah, and I was dude. Just like, oh. Yeah, I like. Yeah, you. they definitely yeah, they definitely do more of like a the "I am your father." Like, that's, but it's that's, not that's not how he does it. It's no. it's, it's, it's like no, Luke. It's like dude. I am your father. It's very yeah. yeah I don't. Yeah. Know. I get what you're saying there. But it it went there. It it went there emotionally where I expected it to go, and I I I liked it, and I thought it was good, and I'm really looking forward to the next one to see what happens to Darth Vader because I know by the trailer of the the new movie that his his samurai helmet is smashed in. So mm-hmm. I <laughs> his samurai I don't helmet? know what happens to him yet, but well, I'm well, no, here. Yeah, yeah, you'll, yeah, you'll yeah. see, you'll see, you'll see when you watch Jedi. Um, um so I, we, I think you have had the response that I wanted to get out of these films. Right, like you're really into it now. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I, I'm, I'm, well, even you said you got more into it once you saw the prequels and then watched these. Yeah, I, I definitely like got an appreciation for a New Hope after watching yeah. after watching the prequels. But I think you have got like the best experience so far, which is that and it's great. And I'm glad this is kind of what I wanted to happen, and I'm glad it did. Are you the master puppet maker? Is I this, might, you, I might be the emperor in this particular you've situation. You've gotten me to enjoy a New Hope, and you've gotten just really into the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Use your hatred. <laughs> um, all right, so we got to wrap this up, even though it's been an incredibly interesting, uh, an incredibly interesting thing. Uh, Jess, other than doing magnificent things with the Star Wars universe and um, basically disproving original sin, uh, <laughs> how, where else can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, and don't judge me for this handle because I made it uh, way too long I'm, ago. I'm silently judging you right is now. Mother Tucker, M O T H A T U C K A. That's clever. That's clever. Because that's clever. Tucker. Yeah. Uh, and then my Instagram handle is at Jess Tucker3. All right. Uh, uh, Shahir, what about you? Uh, my, you can just find me at uh, com. That's got all my Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. In mm-hmm. um, remember to email us in at onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com and our Twitter handle is at onlymoviepod. Maybe we'll have some more tickets for you. Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. You can find me at matthewkroll.com. You can also get me on Instagram at Skeletor, the number four P-R-E-Z, and then Emperor MSK on Twitter. Guys, this has been the only podcast about Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. Uh, Jess, thank you so much for coming on. It was thank an absolute you. pleasure. Eye-opening. So uh, it was. Yeah. And uh, until next time, I guess... Uh, I don't know. Uh, may the force be with you. Is that how we're ending this? Oh, Jess, God. say may the force be with you. No, I think we want to use like a new song. I don't know. What I think is. the force is with everyone. Really? So. <laughs> Take that away, listeners. We'll I see think, you next. I think you should go to the dark side. I think the force is always with you. Something, something team, dark side. Uh, team Anakin. We'll see you on the Empire. Obi-Wan's a dick. <laughs> Obi-Wan's a dick. <laughs> <laughs>